Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Piedmontese Beef. And Seema, you work with a lot of clients, uh, definitely have, some have different goals. Some have, uh, they want to gain strength. Some want to lean down. But uh, can you tell me why for most people getting more protein in is important? So, I mean, something that not only do people struggle with, I struggle with a lot is getting really hungry during a diet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the biggest thing. It's like people are dieting and they're like, I want to eat more. I need more food. <laughs> but, you know, one of the reasons why protein is so important, and Mark talks about this all the time with his protein leveraging diet, is that when you have more protein, it's satiating. You feel full. You don't feel like eating a crazy amount of food. And the great thing about Piedmontese is that not only does it have a lot of protein per every single serving of meat, but it has minimal amounts of fat that if you're dieting, you can kind of go to town on Piedmontese and you're not getting in that many calories of fat. It's great. It's perfect for if you're cutting. And if you're bulking, well, you can just have more meat. It's pretty amazing. You guys got to check it out. Yeah, you guys got to get satiated today by he- by eating a higher quality cut of beef. And the best way, in our opinion, to do that is by heading over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. At checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And if your order is $99 or more, you get free two-day shipping. He's so fat. I know it too. Oh, because my family can put on weight. <laughs> I got uncles in Nigeria. Yeah, I mean, that are, it's not like you're skinny. Yeah, yeah you're, nah. you're a thick you're guy. You're thick. Yeah, good thick. Yeah. Thick as a brick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Happy New Year, fam. Happy New Year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And how fucking high did you guys get on New Year's Eve? Oh, scale of one to ten. <laughs> oh, speaking of getting high, as he reaches for his mind bullet. Oh man. Uh, I went to a party with Sandro. Well, nice. it was, oh, it, was it wasn't like a party with Sandro, but he he's a DJ. So cool. have he you this thing? Yeah, no, <laughs> it was it wasn't anything crazy. We got there got there kind of late because we were visiting family that night, and um, it was it was pretty cool. It was like all these people with like rave glow sticks, and they were just <laughs> in the living room. Like this. It was dope. Life. It was cool. No, it was cool. And Sandro's a great DJ, so that was fun. That's cool. That was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, we didn't do. I, I was in bed. By ten ten thirty. Did you wake up for midnight or not? <laughs> Sorry, as I chew on another tasty pastry. Uh, <laughs> remember how when you were um, you had a lapse in judgment when we were on the plane flying back from Ohio, and you woke up uh, Smokey, kind of just like Smokey. Here's your uh, charge cord. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I woke him up to give him the cord. That's great. How stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're we're passed out. We're asleep. Mm-hmm. Stephanie wakes me up. Babe, did you hear that? I'm like, hmm? So did you hear that? I'm like, I pause. I hear fireworks. And I'm like, I look up and it's, you know, midnight. Yeah. I'm like, fireworks because it's New Year's? And she's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, let's go back to sleep. Woke uh-huh. up woke up the next day. I'm like, so what was that all about? She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I don't know what the heck I was doing. I don't like as soon as I did, I'm like, why am I waking him up? Yeah. So that was the excitement that I, we had for That's two cool. years. Did yeah. you do anything? We didn't do shit. <laughs> I was in Tahoe and we were just uh, uh, checking out some snow and sledding and hanging out by uh, this little like fire thing that we were we built outside that didn't do anything because it was way too cold out. Oh, wow. it, like didn't it didn't help. But uh, yeah, we had we had an amazing time. Uh, our boy Tom File was up that way. Oh boy! And he kept texting me. He's like, "You got to join me. I'm over at Harvey's <laughs> Casino or something." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm over here." He's like, "I got disco pants, strippers, and cocaine." 
And I was like, well, that's quite the contrast to like what I'm doing. Sitting wow. by a, sitting by a fire, listening to my son play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Disco pants, strippers, and cocaine. Yeah. Can't believe you didn't take him up on the offer. Wow. No, okay. I mean, I just didn't have the right pants. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine's something I've just been too scared to try. I don't think I will. Pre-workout, bro? <laughs> People probably, actually, that, that stuff used to be in pre-workout. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but people probably used to take bumps before hitting the gym. I think it used to be in our soda, right? Isn't that where Coke Coke, comes? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. Is that true? Yes. That so, actually is that's true. That's crazy. Supposed, so I think on Rogan, the last time I heard about it, they still use basically the same like leaves, but mm. obviously not like cocaine. But I, I don't know how that shit works. But yeah, apparently it's still the same. It's awesome. Yeah. Maybe that's why we like it so much. It's sponsored by Coca-Cola. Someday. Like that shit's like crack. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but it is. gets rid of my headaches every time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it makes you feel great. Speaking of New Year's resolutions, if you do Coke, that's one you might want to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, you might want to <laughs> might try drop that. Or start it. <laughs> let's not start it. Yeah, if, if, not. You didn't, if you weren't yeah. too productive last year, you need a little extra Extra kick. kick. Man. This is not a good start nope. to a podcast. But I will say thank you, everybody, f- that hit subscribe because we did hit 50,000 followers mm-hmm. just before mm-hmm. New Year's. So thank you, everybody, that has hit subscribe. Uh, everybody that joins us on the live streams, if you have that bell notification turned on, really appreciate that. It was really cool. Uh, probably like maybe a week or two, I was talking to Encima. I'm like, dude, we're so close to hitting 50,000, but I don't think it's going to. Like, man, it's going to be too close. And it seems like, no, dude, we'll, we'll definitely get there. I'm like, okay. And then like that day, I remember I woke up and we were like 40 subscribers away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually going to happen. Yeah. And then when it did, I was like, oh, it was like sick. You know, it was a cool little thing to celebrate. That's what I celebrated most about, you know, on New Year's Eve was that. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. So thank you, everybody. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We we're going to be talking about the carnivore diet today since it's, uh, we're in it. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of it. You started World Carnivore Month. Mm-hmm. I started good last night. I had a, a chaffle with uh, meat in between it, so I made a chaffle bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> Actually, I didn't make it. My sister in law made it. April. A chaffle is a uh, it's it's egg, <laughs> it's egg and uh, I think it was just I think it was egg and like mozzarella cheese, um, like kind of whipped up, and then you dump it in a waffle maker. And then it turns into like waffle. I know it sounds like uh, like some voodoo or some magic, ah. but uh, that's what happens. You know, you know, like when you burn an egg, yeah. you overcook an egg, and it yeah. kind of, it turns into like a solid. You know, and it it kind of gets stuck to the pan. It's not that far. I mean, you're not you're not trying to burn it because that kind of tastes gross. But yeah, it ends up being really really good, and it ends up giving you like a bun. And so I ate it with a, a burger in between it. And um, wait, the chaffle is the bun. The thing that you just put in the waffle maker yes. is the bun. Yeah, and it's just thing. It's just protein. It's just cheese and sounds like a pancake witch. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, let's see, I got a picture of it right here. Maybe we can shoot it over to Andrew. Wonder if, wonder if it made it to uh, social media. Uh, oh, I don't know if it wow. did yet. Wow. Wow, I need to buy a waffle. No, I think we might have a waffle maker. This is amazing. So, this is amazing. Wow. No, that's so sick. I don't have to do um these bunless burgers anymore. No. That is dope. No, that's really cool. That's a great creation. Let me kind of see how it's. So, this, this one's from, uh, from Boar's Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Just some egg, mozzarella cheese, put it in a waffle maker. Mm-hmm. Dude. And it's game over. 
I'm about to go through so many eggs. That's you don't great. really need to put any salt in it. I we I we salted it and it didn't need salt because it already has mozzarella cheese, mm-hmm. which has plenty of salt in it. But anyway, that makes this whole diet easier is when you can try to figure out um, some little little side things to to play with. You know that tender belly bacon <laughs> mm. is so good. It's ridiculous. It's right? from Costco. It's like yeah. Oh my god. It's I have a pack in the fridge right now. I love that stuff. Let's go to your house, man. Let's oh get that bacon. Oh my god. Up. It's so good. If you guys if you guys haven't tried it, go go try that bacon. It's I don't even know what's so special about it. Maybe it's the way they season it or something. But it's just. But see, I think I think Carnivore Month. I think people kind of get like a little sad and they're like, oh man, <laughs> I gotta like. I got to really buckle down and, but man, you get to eat eggs. Yes. You get to eat any kind of meat that you want. Like what's your favorite kind of meat? What do you like? Like chicken, you like turkey, you like steak, whatever one you like, you can, you can uh, eat up on that and then you can get creative with it too. I mean, there's no reason why we can't have some Buffalo wings. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody that's going to sit here and really nitpick and worry about like sauces and things like that. I'm not going to have like teriyaki sauce or barbecue sauce because those have, you know, loads of uh, calories and sugar in them. But um, hey, if you want to use some red hot sauce or you want to use some sriracha or you want to get creative with a recipe, go online, man, and look up. I mean, there's bacon wrapped everything, right? Oh, yeah. You can wrap stuff up in bacon. And for me personally, like I'm not too worried about um, just because I have experience doing this diet. I'm not worried if I eat some vegetables or a couple other things trickle in there. But the main thing is I'm trying just to mainly eat meat. So I'm I'm at the stage where I don't need to experiment to see what like meat only does for me. Cause I've done mm-hmm. that before and I've done it for probably about 10 days before just to literally see what o- meat only, no dairy, no nothing else in there uh, would do for me. And it didn't have any exponential better benefit. It actually just uh, made me sit on the toilet longer. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Well this year when I do it, I already know some of the results I've gotten in the past and I've gotten great results, but I don't want to have the t- t- toilet situation going yeah, yeah, on yeah. anymore. And so I was like, you know, if I eat vegetables once a day or something like that, that would probably be, that'd probably be wise. So that way I can avoid having my stomach get uh, all screwed up. And those of you that have missed it and haven't heard on, on why that happens, there's some different theories out there, but basically is, is that fiber provides bulk uh, for your intestines. And there's, they believe that uh, there's just a, a massive shift in your hydration um, I think going into your colon, I could be fucking some of this up. <laughs> anyway, there's a shift in your hydration. You end up with more water in in spots that uh, there's not normally that much liquid. And then the liquid just goes shooting out the toilet. So you might want to just be conscious of that and pay attention to that. But um, there's there's really no way to avoid it if uh, there's really no way to avoid it unless you maybe try to cut back on the amount of o- the overall amount of fat that you eat. So I've noticed that if I ate a little bit less fat, that didn't happen. So if you're eating like ribeyes and really fatty stuff, that might happen to you more so. But the whole point of the diet isn't to give yourself diarrhea. <laughs> the point of the diet is to have an elimination diet and to help you feel better. So what I'm trying to share with people is like, don't sweat it, man. If you have some heavy cream in your coffee, if you have some cheese here and there, if you have a vegetable here or there, Let's not fucking worry about that. Let's make this as easy as possible. Let's try to go 95% or 90% meat. And then anything else that kind of happens, it happens. And if you fall off the diet and you screw up, um, you know, get back on your horse. You're always one meal away from just being back on the diet. So don't forget that. Any type of supplementation that's pretty uh, decent or helps along with the carnivore diet. Um, Is there anything? Um, I think a lot of people like to use... um, you know, liver as like a supplement. So yeah. some people will actually eat liver 
some people hate it. And nowadays there's supplements that uh, you can get, but basically liver just has a lot of, is very um, micronutrient dense. Mm -hmm. And so people might want to look into, you can get, uh, there's a company called Ancestral Supplements. I believe our boy Paul Saladino has some supplements surrounding that as well, which just like organ meat supplements but even even maybe even easier uh would be just to get some like b vitamins and, th and things like that but i mean you're already getting so much b vitamins from the meat yeah um i guess there is one you might want to add collagen to your diet mm -hmm. because they say that you might be lacking glycine which is an amino acid which you just you're not going to really get from meat is my understanding you get it more from like the collagen and the bones of the meat rather than the actual muscle meat so that might be a place to look. But as far as I know, I've, I've never had any issues with uh, any sort of uh, micronutrient deficiency. And even in getting my blood work done and doing the carnivore diet, I've never had any issues with potassium or sodium, which you would think sodium, well, you'd think that would be screwed because I pour pouring salt all over everything. Yeah. No issues with sodium, no issues with magnesium. Like all my electrolytes were good. Um. Yeah, all my all my other markers were were good. My cholesterol was what somebody might identify as being as not being great. But when you can when you compare uh, the overall blood lipid profile, it's very mm -hmm. good because the ratio that I have of triglycerides to cholesterol and so forth, I can't even remember some of this stuff. I should have probably looked it up before we talked about this. But you can go back and look at the conversation we had with uh, Paul Saladino and Sean Baker. And we've talked about this uh, quite a bit. A lot of your markers for health are going to improve. Plus, just keep in mind, this is only one month. Mm -hmm. this, you're just trying something for a couple weeks. So don't be scared to give it a go. And most likely, this is going to be a lot healthier than whatever you were doing previously. Yeah. And also, check out the podcast we did with Ken Berry, because he talked a lot about carnivore and cholesterol in that podcast, because he also did carnivore, mm -hmm. changed his health. Um, there's Ken Berry. There's... What's that guy's name, Andrew? We starts with a J. Uh, cholesterol mass. He he wrote the Johnny book. Bowden. Johnny Bowden. Check out that episode mm -hmm. too, because he talks a lot about cholesterol. And it'll go into that. But those are two great episodes on that. Um, and then also, what I was wondering is, uh, can we somehow, or if you don't think it's a good idea, then no. But I feel like we can. You know how there's like levels to to this, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even going to mention that, but we could do carnivore level. So like there's a carnivore light, a standard carnivore and a hardcore carnivore. I think that might make it easier for some mm -hmm. people. Yeah. So Paul Saladino laid some of this out in his book okay. and he got uh, ridiculed, as you, can, <laughs> as you can imagine, by uh, by the ultimate, the ultimate uh, heckler, um, our boy Lane Norton. Oh, shit. But, but basically, uh, <laughs> the ultimate heckler. But basically what, uh, what what Paul was trying to do is he was trying to say, like, there's like a varsity team and like a JV team and mm -hmm. a freshman team. And uh, he, he referenced that many times in his book. And I believe um, Maria Emmerich does something similar. Oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of the book. But we have a we have a carnivore cookbook here oh, okay. from her, which might be the easiest and greatest introduction to the carnivore diet that I've ever seen, because. It's a cookbook. And then in the front of the cookbook, it just has some quick hitting information on why this is a great diet to do and mm -hmm. why she does it and her children do it. So there's keto adapted keto, the complete guide. I think she may have a carnivore cookbook. A carnivore cookbook. Yeah. Is that right? Mm -hmm. This yeah. one right here. 
buy that. Go on Amazon and go fucking buy that because oh, the information oh. in there is so simple. Um, our boy Sean Baker, Paul Saladino, these guys both have books as well. If you want to, you want to take that deep dive into the <laughs> into the uh, adult side of the pool, then you can go for it. But if you want to just learn a little bit about it and why you need it, I think this book is is superior to anything I've seen because it's just quick, easy information to digest, and then it gives you uh, ideas on how you can cook uh, some of the meat. But yeah, you know, there's no reason to be dogmatic about any of this. There's no reason to, you know, that's what I'm trying to present, even though, so what's hard is that January is like the carnivore challenge month. Like yes. It's a world carnivore. Uh, it's a, it's a challenge. Like, so when you have it, when you throw down a challenge, you know, if I said, Hey, you know, we're doing a jujitsu challenge. You got to go to practice every day. Well, I can't say, well, it's okay if you miss Saturday and Sunday, right? Mm. Like then, then it's, then it's not the same. Right. Yeah. And that's what happens with this. But I think in this case, like, and same thing with jujitsu, we're not trying to just be a little bit better for like this short period of time. We're trying to be better over a long period of time. So we want consistency. So even if, even if saying, Hey, I'm going to go to jujitsu every day, got me there four days a week, as opposed to two, mm -hmm. I'm fucking better off. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do with this too. I, I would love for people to join in in whatever way they can. If this means that you only add meat to each meal, then that would be amazing. Like if you eat, if you eat protein four or five times a day, just to see how it will shift your nutrition for you forever. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing you got from this. It's the only thing you learned then game over. Like that's all you need to know because yeah. that shit will change your nutrition forever. And regardless of style of diet, even if you're vegan, vegetarian, if you have some limitations on the types of meats that you can eat for whatever beliefs that you have or, or whatever it might be. If you start, if you learn to be protein minded and, make protein a priority over a period of time, you will be in better shape. I don't care what your current physique is or how you currently look. Um, I know firsthand from doing it myself and helping other people. This is a great way to, especially like coming into the new year, if you've been struggling on dieting and if you've been struggling on trying to drop some body fat or change your dietary habits. And if you've been teeter tottering on the idea of doing carnivore, this is a great way to shift your dietary habits. Because if you actually want to be successful on this specific challenge, you need to first off, think about what food and foods in the house that you tend to mm. overeat or that you tend to do bad with, that you tend to not have any self-control with. <laughs> so that could be the, uh, pastries in the pantry or the, whatever it might be. Even like the quest bars or whatever. Like oh. I just brought, I brought in some stuff. I brought in some stuff from legendary foods, and some stuff from Quest because I'm trying to be a good boy. So I'm, I'm like, I see that stuff in the pantry and I can control myself a little bit, but not all the time, you know, like sometimes just the day hits you in the nuts and uh, <laughs> you get home and you get, you get the fuck it. So you're like, ah, fuck it. I'll just eat one of these. And no, no one will know. I'm not going to post it on Instagram. So you're like, what's the difference? But there is a difference. So you got to try to get these things out of your house. Sometimes I've seen, I see what you've done. So <laughs> this is the guy who's like, I'm trying to do good on my diet. So let me bring you guys all mm -hmm. this stuff that's going to ruin your world carnivore month <laughs> and have you guys eat it so you can fail on day two. This is uh, me and Jesse Burdick at the Olympia one year. <laughs> I go, holy shit, man. I go, I just, you know, I don't, I'm usually good, but I just fucking, I hit a wall. And this is like years ago before we messed around with any fasting and stuff. We're big fat boys, you know? Yeah. Oh, and Stan is at our booth and Stan's like, oh, I got you boys. And he's stands back there eating his like chicken and rice and yeah. he's jacked as fuck. <laughs> he's wearing a stringer tank top. He's like 
270 pounds, probably like 5% body fat. He whips out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for us. <laughs> We're like, are you going to have some? He goes, fuck no, I don't eat like that. <laughs> Like, you would like we were kids, you know, or like peasants, you know, here, here you guys go, chew on this. And we loved it. We're like, these are so oh, good. Yeah, like, he's the best. Like, he's best, so nice. Best PB&J we ever had. Yeah, yeah. He's so nice. Meanwhile, he's sitting there laughing his ass off watching us to get fatter. Get fatter. And sweat. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but these tasty pastries, I mean, they have so much protein in them. Like They're pretty much carnivore. They're, right? I mean, it's protein leveraging. So protein leveraging. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I, there's got to be a pop tart like animal in the <laughs> wild, yeah. right? I mean, seriously, yeah, right, yeah. Pop tart, like for yeah. example, like a beaver has a nice smelling ass and a pause. Yeah, do you <laughs> know about this? No, I don't. Wait, <laughs> raspberry. Th- this is going to be great. <laughs> I sh- I should have warned you guys. I have to go raspberry and vanilla and strawberry flavoring comes from a gland that is near a beaver's asshole. No. Yes. No, wait, what, what been, kind of sense does that make? I don't know. I don't know. But in looking it up, there's a lot of information on it. And I, I think now they they might uh, make it from different stuff nowadays. So they are like, hey, there's no way of knowing. And they were like, <laughs> they also say in like some of these articles, they're like, who is the first person to discover <laughs> that a like, beaver's ass <laughs> smells good? Who the fuck was just like, yeah, right, right. Mm, uh, yeah. Ooh, raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. But oh there's a, are you seeing it, Andrew? Yeah. Um, hmm. It's just, I mean, like, I can definitely dive deeper yeah. into... It could be fake. It's the fucking internet. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, like, But, like, there's a lot of information on it. So I'm like, hey, like, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know? So oh. is artificial raspberry made from beaver anus? Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's been used as, fla- as a flavoring ingredient in foods for the last 80 years as a replacement for vanilla and in some fruit flavorings such as strawberry and ros- raspberry. Raspberry. What is that? Wow. I can't, I can't quite put my finger on what that taste is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is there you beaver know, anus in this? So anyway, my <laughs> yeah. point is there's got to be like a Pop-Tart like animal out there somewhere and maybe it's in their ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, some people are into wild stuff. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Like... <laughs> Like, you know, you've heard the rumor about certain diseases and monkeys and mm. someone. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> spreading shit around that spreading way. Spreading shit around oh that way. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That's amazing. Wow. You, you think you learn a lot throughout your life and all of a sudden something as simple as raspberry flavoring. It's like, oh, that comes I, out of a you're like asshole. And you're like, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sh- mm. This made me think of something. Mm. <laughs> So it's not just millennials that eat ass. It, are you? Are you? Are, are you starting to wonder if you can eat ass on the carnivore diet? The answer is yes, you can. So don't worry about That's that. That's meat. So yeah. yeah, you can do that for what? sure. That's not a problem. What, why did we get? Why did we get here? Because we're uh, foul. <laughs> we don't have a good show. <laughs> we just don't like. Let's just, let's just fucking surrender. Oh man, face it. Oh, no. So you want to get the bad foods out of your house. <laughs> the, foods, <laughs> the foods that you're going to binge on. I, I think this is a really good switch, especially with like, I know a lot of people when it comes to New Year's and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like this, but I want to stop being like this where it's like, why wait till New Year's when you can make the change before? But I think it is a great way to try and make a transition, especially after the, the past year. Like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great way to do that. And I think that if you're trying to diet, Doing this is going to help you out a lot. I think also 
You mentioned your electrolytes were were in balance and you were good, but I think electrolytes are a really good idea to but grab. Prob- yeah, probably because I supplement with electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Use an element and things like that probably helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since you're going to have a lack of like carbohydrates, a big lack of that on this diet. Those will help you out a lot. I noticed that when I do that. I should have mentioned that when you asked about supplements because that makes a big difference. And yeah. just salting your food. Mm-hmm. Salting your food a lot. Using electrolytes, it, it makes a big difference, especially like... I'm very low carb to sometimes no carb. Mm -hmm. And I notice that difference drastically in like my performance, the way I feel each day. Um, It makes a big difference. So that might be something that you guys will want to take advantage of while doing this. (laughs) But I think I'm going to I'm going to join in. I guess this will be my last uh, hoorah in terms of the. uh, uh. He's eating a peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter. I don't want to get rid of this, man. You want it to last forever. I want to last forever. Did you already blow through the Pop-Tart? No, the Pop-Tart is still here. I'm oh. going to eat these. These are the last two things, and I'm going to do my World Carnivore Month, too. I love it. Mm. Time to shred down. Cheers. We'll see. He's going to look He's going to look fatter than he does right now, right? <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, that be somehow. The, that'd be the kicker, right? The one thing that got in Seema fat. <laughs> it's like, dude, I just kept eating ribeyes. I don't <laughs> know what happened. I had like I some it, reaction to it. I think it'd be impossible, right? What? Just to eat too that. many ribeyes? I don't Dude, know. Maybe. I think Maybe you could. You know, that's the wonderful thing about this, like carnivore diets and meat only diets. Right. Is that you're going to find it really hard to eat like a fat ass. Like right. straight up. Like, I mean, I love to eat and Mark knows I love to eat. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's seen me eat in the past. I am disgusting. Um, <laughs> But when you're eating mainly meat, you just naturally get full. You can't do more. You right. like you, you, you'll get to a certain limit. You'll be like, okay, I'm actually stuffed, and you you're satiated. Right. But when it comes to other types of food, a lot of carbohydrates, it is really hard to have that self control, and I do not. <laughs> that's why I eat low carb. There's uh, something that's called palate fatigue, and you can look into some of that. You can look up information on it. I've heard it talked about, you know, from many many experts over the years. And you basically just get tired of of eating something that just tastes similar. I think also protein, um, protein is, um, it like just slows you down your tracks. You know, you're like, I am so hungry. Mm -hmm. And then you get like midway through a protein meal and now you're starting to look at it and you're like, wow, like. I hate to admit it, but I don't even know if I'm going to be able to finish this. Yeah. You know, at first you were just diving in, especially if it's a leaner meat, if it's a ribeye or something. Yeah. You can kind of almost suck the whole thing down with a straw or something. Mm. But <laughs> as you start getting into it more and if it's kind of dry and it takes a lot of work to cut it and to chew it and to kind of process it and get it, get it down and everything after a minute, you're like, Oh fuck. Like this is kicking my ass. Yeah. It happens to me a lot with a Piedmontese uh, 96 uh, ground beef mm. because like I, every time I get it, I always eat like a pound of it. I, a lot of times I cook up two pounds of it and I'm like, I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through both of these yeah. and I usually get about halfway through and then I'm like, I'm fucking toast, man. I got to admit it. I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You get a hundred grams of protein in there. Plus, you know, you got to keep in mind that protein is really satiating when you have protein and fat. Together, not only is it satiating, but it's also very satisfying. It's like gratifying. Like it, it tastes good. It goes down a little easier. And so trying to find that kind of right combo. But for me, I've learned over the years that while doing the carnivore diet, um, in the past, I used to put like, you know, butter on everything. And I was trying to just really go at, way out of my way to eat tons of fat. I don't think that's necessary unless... You notice that like you're two, three days in and you don't feel great, then you're going to want to up your salt 
you're going to want to up your, um, maybe you want to invest in getting some element or maybe you want to, uh, up your fats a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Sorry, Tuma. Um, because somebody on the, um, on the YouTube side of the comment section had said like, oh, there's no, I think it was the, the Bickman episode even, um, talking about like, oh, there's, I can definitely gain weight. I did, you know, I, they said they gained weight and like, okay, well, what are you eating? And they were saying that they mixed like a stick of butter in with like pretty much everything. It's like, well, okay, thank you. <laughs> Same reaction. It's like, okay, you probably shouldn't be doing that. We're also normally talking about people that exercise, you know, like I, I we forget that sometimes on the show, like mm-hmm. we're just assuming that everyone that listens loves to exercise the way that we mm-hmm. do. So if you're not exercising, you might have to be even more cautious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just if you can clarify a little bit more on when you would necessarily need to add, you know, some butter, add some fat, that sort of thing. Cause you know, we just said, if you kind of do get crazy diarrhea, you're probably going to want to lean, you know, your meats mm-hmm. out a little bit. So now what about the opposite? Yeah. I think when it comes to, uh, you know, your fats and things like that, I mean, you got to, first of all, keep in mind that normally, you know, if you're having whole eggs that they're, they're going to have fat in them. You know, I think each egg has a minimum of like five or six grams of fat. Mm. Eggs are like a one to one ratio. You get the same amount of protein mm-hmm. and the same amount of fat. So it's one to one. So if you have uh, six eggs, we're talking about 30 grams of fat. Mm. That's a that's a pretty good portion of fat. Now, can you add butter to that? Sure. you Of course you can. Um, but I would add it for flavor, you know, and not anything else. So you're not trying to like lather the whole damn thing up with butter maybe you don't cook it in butter maybe you just use some spray which i know people are like oh it's all weird chemicals but at least it's uh has less calories in it so you spray the pan cook your eggs five six eggs and just throw a little bit of butter and salt on there just for you know just for a little extra flavor i think that's uh reasonable but trying to add in like you know tons of oil or butter or you see people do this with the with the keto diet a lot where they're mixing in a lot of mct oil and Well, after a while, it just gets to be, you just had, you just had way too much. But for most people, I mean, this is not really going to be, this really should not be a, a major issue. And also, I mean, if you like to, like I said, like, uh, I'm a, I like to eat, like, and I, I like to really enjoy my food. I know we talk about it all the time, but if you are someone who maybe, I mean, you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that we talk a lot about fasting. You don't need to fast for 16 hours, but maybe just like skip your meal in the morning have your first meal at noon or one um, that skipping a meal will sometimes like allow you if you're typically someone who eats a meal in the morning and then you have a meal in the afternoon, the meal in the evening. If you skip that one meal, and you just have two meals. You could probably have a little bit more substance to those meals. So maybe you can add a few more calories, et cetera, so that they can, you know, be more filling. Um, or you could even, you know, you don't you don't have to, but you could eat once a day every now and then and just have a very big meal. It's not something I say you do every single day, but sometimes it gives you a little bit of room or wiggle room if you want to have, you know, a lot of extra calories. But, you know, right. you typically don't do that. So it, it's it's just an option. But oddly enough, and I mean, I, a lot of people may disagree with me, but I feel like the carnivore diet is one of the diets that it's kind of it, you, you end like up auto kinda, auto regulates kind of yeah like you kind of end up doing some form of uh, time restricted mm-hmm. eating at some point anyway just because you get so satiated I found that 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 just happened to me when I did meat only for quite some time I just didn't feel hungry for quite some like a lot and then when I'd eat it'd be another like 
eight to 10 hour period before I felt hungry again. Did, did that happen to any of you guys? Oh, or? yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you get a little bit of that effect. Like we see some animals do, you know, they an animal will eat like a hundred pounds of meat or something crazy or like whatever, like a lion eats. And then it sits around for a couple of days because it's yep. like, holy shit, that was a big ass meal. Mm-hmm. We don't have. Uh, you know, any similarities when it comes to like our digestion than, than a, a lion or anything like that. But I think that um, there's many people that say that it, it's a good idea to um, fast and feast. And if you think about human evolution and kind of how this all came to be, our eating style, we probably did that very often. Maybe mm-hmm. we didn't do it all the time because maybe there was. Maybe there was occasion where there was like, you know, a decent amount of food around certain seasons. Right. But there would be other seasons where, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you would just be like, I don't know when this food's coming back around. And you got to keep in mind, we didn't know how to um, preserve anything. So you're just like, I'm going to get these nutrients uh, in right here. And I think what you end up with is. I've said this many times, you end up with inadvertent fasting. I think I think if you're going to. I think intentionally fasting is important versus like being like, oh, shit, like I just forgot to bring food and I'm going to see what this fasting thing is about. I don't like that as much because I like I like for people to be a little bit more deliberate Mm -hmm. and to be prepared for what they're about to get into. So just like not eating is not great. However, if you have experienced some fasting in the past and you ate at a. 11 a.m. and you're not hungry again till three or four. I don't have any problem with. It. I think that that's fine. Yeah, that's going to happen quite a bit on this diet. You'll find that. I mean, I'm trying to think for myself. Like the last time I had, I'm trying to think the last time I had like five or six meals, probably back till like when I competed. You know, in in the, in bodybuilding. So that was you know two years ago. You know, now I have three meals, you know, four meals on a, you know, on a, on a day where I'm awake, uh, awake early. Yeah. Might have four meals, but it's usually, I usually have like a double dinner almost every night because I eat it <laughs> like I, I, I eat before I eat a lot of times because, um, I really, I don't want to be like ferociously eating. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't mind uh, feasting a little bit, but some people not know what you mean by eat before eating or double dinner. So what yeah. do you mean by that? I'll eat around three or four and then I'll eat it, eat again around like five or six. And so that, there's not that much time between the two meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of, that just kind of happens because of like work schedule. I get home or even before I leave here and head home, which is like a 20, 30 minute drive. I, what I've learned for myself is that if I'm, if I wait until dinner, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be like snacking on a bunch of crap. Like I'm going to not crap, but like cheese and like whatever, whatever we got, you know, I'm going to charcuterie board, charcuterie board, (laughs) (laughs) charcuterie board city. Right. I'll be eating and just picking out like a lot of other foods. So I don't really like to eat that way. I try to focus more on meals rather than like snacks. Mm -hmm. And so this has been really effective for me. It also, if I eat a big thing of, if I eat like half a pound of like bison or something like that at like three or three 30, that's going to make it way easier to control my eating during dinner. Uh, especially like more recently, I haven't been eating. Uh, my dinner hasn't been really restrictive. It's kind of like whatever my wife has been cooking. She cooks healthy meals anyway. So it's not really, it's not really a major issue, but like we have stuff that's breaded. We sometimes have stuff that's fried and I, I just, I don't care. I'm like, cause yeah, I just, I'm like, this is going to fit my calories for the day. It'd be totally fine because I didn't really eat a ton during the rest of the day. So yeah. 
that's been super effective for me. You guys might want to try it. Another thing, a couple other ways to balance out your fat to answer Andrew's question is um, you can simply have like a whey protein shake with a meal, you know, or just having a whey protein shake, you know, pre-workout, post-workout, having it throughout the day. There's 50, 60 grams of protein with usually like no fat at all mm -hmm. a lot of times. So that could be another way to up your protein and to keep your fat uh, like kind of in check. Um, and Seema mentioned uh, fasting as a great way of doing it. Another great way of doing that is to mix your meats up. I, I don't know how many of you would be a fan of this, but like I've chopped up chicken, I've chopped up turkey and put it in ground beef before. Ooh. You have like an 85 Get some really good 85, uh, 15, you know, ground beef and chop up just a, maybe you fucking hate chicken. Like I don't really, I don't really like chicken that much, but mm -hmm. in ground beef, it's fucking awesome. And it just adds protein to it. Yeah. Same thing with turkey. Um, you want to add egg whites to something cause it's just going to bump that protein up a little bit. Just because you're on a carnivore diet doesn't mean you that you have to, you know, only eat like super dense fatty foods all the time. Again. The only place where I would caution you to to uh, have concern is if you're like two, three days into this and you're feeling like, uh, I don't know, you're tired, you're fatigued, mm -hmm. you're, you're in a daze because you're, you know, you're not eating any carbs. So you're going to need some fat calories. But other than that, I mean, I think that you can uh, eat fairly lean meats. Um, we all eat Piedmontese and none of us are like, you know, <laughs> none of us uh, are dying or suffering mm -hmm even though we have really lean sources of protein. And even on the, the really lean source of protein, Andrew and I were discussing this once um, because people have mentioned, oh, Piedmontese is too lean. There are cuts of meat in Piedmontese that have high, like, let's say higher amounts yeah. of fat. So they, they're not all lean cuts. The, rib, the ribeyes are like leaner than your standard ribeyes, but it still has a decent amount of fat. I think it's maybe around, Andrew, is it like 24 grams per serving? For which one? The ribeye. Yeah, I think it's 23 per serving. 23 per so serving, right? looking, I think, like 50 for the whole steak. And you that's, could cook it in some beef tallow or cook mm -hmm. it up, you know, fry it up in some uh, bacon grease or something like that if you really feel like you need to add a little bit of extra fat to it, but there we go. You know, uh, it's, um, like I said, all three of us do it and I'm never like, Oh man, I need, I don't, I never feel like I need more fat. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I also supplement some fish oil. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not supplementing like, you know, grams of it a day. So it's not like a ton, but there's some extra fat that comes from fish oil as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the, oddly enough, cause we haven't even mentioned it, and somebody's going to wonder fish is fine. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like you guys can also eat fish, salmon. I think you think meat. I think when we say meat, I think everyone automatically thinks about like a cow, mm -hmm. like beef, right? Yeah. Um, chicken, uh, any sort of game, elk. Um, maybe you'll find that you start getting into other types of uh, meat. Um, Give goat a try. Yeah. Goat. I like goat. There's some, there's some, what, what, what's your favorite uh, thing about goat? Like you, you mentioned like brain and all kinds of stuff, right? I don't think I've ever tried that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, our family manages to, to find and uh, procure uh, whole goats. So my mom's a big fan of this. So she'll, she'll get a whole goat and she'll make a soup out of it. I just had a, <laughs> I just had a vision of Encima, like eight years old, like running, <laughs> running at, <laughs> running after a goat and jumping on its back. Yeah. So yeah, and I've eaten goats since I was a kid. So I love it. It's like the, I feel like goats kind of like, it, it's kind of like chicken, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, 
just cook the whole thing up in a soup and eat it. And it's really, really Sounds good. Awesome. And the brain and all of that, it's, it's, it's all great. I love it. Let's so. not forget about bone broth too. Oh God. Boner broth. Yeah. Mm. And some people get way into this stuff. Some people will, they'll cook, uh, they'll cook chicken in their oven, you know, and they'll have, they'll have like an entire, entire chicken. That's a great way of doing it as well. I think at Costco, those rotisserie chickens are like five bucks. Yeah. I think they're like, are they three? No, no. They're like, I think they're, they're like five ninety nine. Yeah. From what I've heard, they don't even make money. It's like a, they call it a yeah. loss leader. It's just yeah. to get you like in the door and to buy tons of stuff. Cause that's they know. a steal too. And they're good. Literally they're really good. Literally. I think they lose like two bucks on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just want your ass in, in the door. But I mean, look, uh, that will probably last you, you know, like you'll probably eat it, you know, at lunch and then you'll probably eat it again the next day a little bit and it'll probably be gone. And, you got some good meat, but a lot of people get so into this stuff they'll they'll cook a turkey or a chicken in the oven and they'll they'll um, boil the bones and they'll get bone broth from it. I mean, you can get, I mean, you can kind of this could be like a hobby for some people. Like they get way way into it, mm-hmm. like they do with keto recipes. I know you mentioned you and your mm-hmm. wife have gotten way deep into that before, and you got into some of the stuff by uh, Remington James, and it becomes fun. Like now it's like. Uh, it's not about like, oh, I have to eat this way. You're like, I get to eat this way. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be cool. Making up, I want to see what this shake is going to taste like. I want to see what this thing's going to taste like or that thing's going to taste like. Mm-hmm. Gets to be kind of neat. You know, um, I feel like such just like, I feel so high class because I made a, uh, made a whole Cornish hen in the air fryer the other day. Damn. An air fried Cornish hen. What's a Cornish that? hen? Just I mean, a, I kind of think hen, I know. Right? It's, it's like, like a, smaller. Just like, like a yeah, it's just duck. <laughs> I don't really know. I think it's uh, so. But it was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. Yes, yes. Yeah. How big is your air fryer? It's a uh, pretty because that mm. not that big <laughs> for people listening. It's about size. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's about there. But yeah, you know, seasoned that thing, stuffed it up, stuck it in the air fryer. You're getting down. a lot better at this cooking thing, man. Bro, yeah, I'm a full on chef at this point. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Chef Rush 2.0. The chef from oh, South no. Park. What's his name? What is his name? Chef. That was his chef. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, right? So the man has no name. He's We're just good at chef. this stuff. I love how he has uh, all those like uh, like sexual references and stuff, and the kids <laughs> just blink at him and like kind of shuffle away. Um, what about, because uh, I, I have seen this before, too, where people, they, you know, they, about the palate fatigue and that sort of thing, um, they'll, they'll say that they can't get full when they eat just meat, but I think it's because they're just not satisfied. You know, if you're eating... Um, surf and turf, bro. That's yeah. when you gotta like, or or turf and turf, like I did last uh-huh. night. I don't know if they posted it, but so what, what chicken I'm, and steak and things like that. Yeah, what I'm getting at in SEMA is like, let's say you have a stack of, we'll say non Piedmontese hamburger patties, because if you had those, you would go through all of them. But mm-hmm. just a stack of hamburger patties, pretty much, you know, no fries, salt, whatever seasoning. But somebody will see that and be like, I don't know if I want to, like, I just don't even want to get through it. It's like, well, because you're probably getting full because you're not having the fries and the carbs that's helping you stay hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, I do see that a lot where somebody will say like, oh, I just can't get full. I just keep going or whatever. I just I don't get I just. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. What I'm getting is like they're not satisfied. Yeah. You're not you're not you're full, but you're not like you don't have satisfaction. Yeah. So yeah. is is that sort of a thing where food is fuel and it's not something to kind of play around with or. I mean, I know we just said you can, you can be excited to, to, you know, have food and stuff, but is there like a mindset shift there or is there maybe just a different approach to going carnivore? 
I think personally, it comes down to your, your palate changing over time. Because I remember when I started like transitioning to doing lower carbohydrate and then eating less carbs, um, it took me a minute to like, I would get full, but yeah, like I would still have cravings for these ice cream. You just want, you just want to pick <laughs> like, at more things, right? Like you just keep wanting to, like, yeah, what else we got? It's like, I, I like, you know, my big thing was like Ben and Jerry's and stuff like that. And I really just wanted to get my hands on that. Cause I'm like, that's my finisher. Ben and Jerry's <laughs> yeah. s'mores ice cream is my finisher. S'mores there right? again. So it just took a while for, for like me to kind of get out of that habit. Just like I, I would call eating carnivore and eating these ways. It's like a good eating habit. You also have these bad eating habits that you have to just not do for a while. So you don't feel the, you know, you don't feel that you need to have it as harshly as you used to. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe there's a tactic. Do you, do you think there's any tactics to that, Mark, or is it a time game? I think it's like a learning thing. You know, it's uh, something that's going to take you, take you some time. You get like a pulse. Um, you know, how many times have you been through a meal? For me, I grew up like we grew up eating dessert, not every meal, not every, I mean, not every every single dinner, but it wasn't uncommon for us to have like some something sweet after we ate uh, dinner. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I got very accustomed to that as a kid and just always as an adult found myself once I had that savory meal that was kind of salty and fatty and things like that. I found myself, you know, lurking through the cabinet looking for, you know, uh cookies or chocolate or something to bake or whatever, you know, you just kind of look at anything just to kind of uh, get that homeostasis between the, the salty flavor that you had. And now you kind of want to hit that other pleasure sensor of, of your, of your brain yeah. and get something sweet. Okay. And how many times have you been like, you still have a full meal in front of you. Sometimes you even have a really high quality meal. You got some meat, you got some vegetables and you're going through it and you're about halfway through and you're like, man, I can't wait to get through this because I'm going to destroy that ice cream that's in the freezer. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is that in that, uh, that pulse, that craving, it doesn't last that long. Yeah. It seems a little brutal at the time because that's all you're kind of thinking about, mm -hmm. but it really doesn't last that long. So if you can, if you can just recognize like that, that in that, um, not really an instinct that, um, yeah, that pulse and that, and that pull towards, uh, eating the wrong thing, it's only going to last a couple of minutes. Yeah. Probably like two or three minutes. So, you know, what are some other things that you can do to occupy your mind so you don't do that? Maybe you can um, watch a certain TV show. Maybe you can go for a walk. Maybe there's something you can do. They say like, uh, if you want to interrupt or if you want to try to break a habit, it's good, good thing to interrupt it. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine like, I've never tried this, but if you just banged out like 50 push-ups or something, you'd probably be pretty motivated not to eat, you know, the rest of the cheesecake that's sitting around or, or, uh, or whatever it is. But back to Enzima's point, not having it there is a, is a great way. Like how can you, um, you know, make the barrier of entry to eating shitty, make it really hard and make it really high. Like so that you can't really, if you have kids, um, you know, maybe talk to your significant other and say, Hey, you know what? Like, can we, can we take all the cheeses and all the different stuff and can we put them in some containers so that I don't even see what it is? Mm -hmm. Cause now, now you don't have that really beautiful, uh, packaging that they spend millions of dollars on advertising mm -hmm. right to your eyeballs, you know? Um, and maybe you can, maybe there's some ways to safeguard yourself away from that and Hey, let's keep them in a different thing away from some of my foods. But even when you're on a carnivore diet, you, there's really no reason 
like you don't even need a pantry, <laughs> you know, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't really own. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we shouldn't have one anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, really just maybe you need it for a couple things, but like, come on, we need a whole closet full of fucking <laughs> dead food. I mean, really don't <laughs> dead food. I mean, how fat are we really, you know? Um, so, and can you, can you eat something slightly different? That would be that would be a great thing to try to explore. Yes. Can you just ha- can you just shove a protein shake down your throat and just be like, hey man, I, I'm fucking I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing though. It, it the, the protein shake shoving it down your throat right now doesn't maybe seem too pleasurable, but what will happen over time of like doing this diet is that your palate will change. Mm-hmm. So, like my palate used to be. Very, very, like, I would really want something really sweet, like Ben and Jerry's or a granola bar or something that's really, really sweet. But over time of not having that, something like this Quest Bar, which when I eat it, you know, I make these weird sounds of pleasure. Well, it's because, like, I really actually think this is really good now because I don't eat a lot of those Mm -hmm. hyper palatable foods anymore. Right. If I ate those a lot, I'd eat this and be like, oh, it's good. But to your point, a kid that has never eaten one of those before and they only know candy, like Halloween candy type stuff. They would, they might not enjoy that at all. They might think it's kind of gross. Yeah. They might be like, mm, no, like you're not kidding. You're not, you're not faking me out with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, but like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you're doing this diet, if you're, if you're not someone who can go cold turkey off of all this type of stuff, then maybe it might be a good idea to, you know, have this in the house so that when that does hit and nothing you're doing is working, and you're on the edge of going over and going to the store and grabbing yourself something you know you shouldn't get, pull this out, warm it up, have a little ooey gooey, mm. and eat it, and you'll feel pretty damn good. Yeah, I like that. That's speaking where this comes in. Speaking of cold turkey, what about like like cold cuts and deli meats and that sort of thing? Because I know people like snacking. You know, that's kind of the, we always hear that like, oh, I, I, I you know, can't diet because I like, I need snacks. I need something in between meals. Like, no, you don't. But maybe for something like this, would that be, you know, is that good to go? Didn't you make a video about snacks too recently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about all different kinds of stuff as in regards to like carnivore diet and low carb meals and things like that. But yeah, you can take a piece of salami and roll it up in some cheese. Ah, so um, good. They even sell stuff that comes together like that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like it's super convenient. What's that super thin sliced meat? Prosciutto. Uh, prosciutto. So at yeah. Walmart, they sell like cheese wrapped in mm. prosciutto. Like it's DTF. You just buy it and you're good wow. to go. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I forgot about mm. that stuff. Damn. Dude, prosciutto mm. is so good. Prosciutto. Yeah. I probably shouldn't, but I like frying it up sometimes. Mm. With some yeah. eggs or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, oh. son. <laughs> yeah. uh, all those things are all those things are fine. I know people like make a big deal about, you know, nitrates or whatever, but we you know, again, you can refer to Ken Berry mm-hmm. when he was on the podcast. We talked a lot about that. I would say that like you know, in accordance to like your personal beliefs, if you believe that those foods are not great for you, then they're probably not great for you. Like, cause it's just going against the grain of, of what you believe. But in general, I've never really noticed uh, any of that stuff to be negative. Um, I stopped yesterday at a gas station and ate some uh, salami and cheese uh, on my way to, to in and out burger um, that we stopped at a little bit later. And I ate uh, two flying Dutchmen. And so, mm. I mean, part of the, 
part of the reason why I ate the salami and cheese was I was like, I don't want to eat like four flying Dutchmen or five flying Dutchmen like I no- normally would. I'll have like one or two and that should be fine, you know. And so I ate a little bit, of, a little bit of food kind of before that to sort of prepare for that. Um, there's just so many different things you can do. But look, I think the main thing here is and whenever we talk about nutrition, the the real simp- the simplest thing I can explain to anybody when it comes to nutri- a nutrition intervention is let's just work on spending more time in control and less time out of control. What, and whatever that means for you, because you might be on your diet, you might be like an 80-20 person, you know, but can you, can we get you to be 85? You know, can we just get you to be a little bit better? And when you think about um, the next time you have a craving, like rather than thinking about like it's this uncontrolled thought that you have, why not think about it a little bit more and, and try to think like, where is this coming from? Mm. I actually, I personally think, that food works um, a few days, food and stress and sleep work a few days later than you think they would. So I think that your food and your stress and your sleep from Monday doesn't really hit you until about Wednesday. And if they're fucked up all the time, you know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be hitting you. Uh, hitting you more frequently because you'll be kind of run down and fatigued all the time. Mm. Remember, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Once you're tired, you're you're no longer nearly as confident as you were. You know, we we could have you come into this room and Seema and I can explain a bunch of nutrition to you. You can get so hyped up and be so excited. And Seema could say, hey man, here's what you need to do for your back. We're going to get your lats real big. You're going to have you deadlift and do some rows. And I can say, here's what we're going to do with your nutrition. We're going to slice you up and we're going to, you leave here on a cloud nine. And we can tell somebody, look, man, you already have pretty good shoulders. Like you have this, you have that. We can kind of tell you what you already have and, and point out, also point out some of the weaknesses that we're going to assist you to get rid of because we have the knowledge to do so. Mm-hmm. So you'll walk out of here and be like, fuck yeah, I got a game plan. The next day, your alarm, your alarm hits for you to do cardio at 530 in the morning. You decide, fuck, man, I'm pretty tired. I didn't get to bed when I should have last night because I watched that new Netflix series. And then to boom, like the cascade of problems are, are happening. Yes. Not only do you not get up for the, to go do your AM cardio, but you end up being a little late for work. Your boss is up your ass that day. You're stressed from that. You snap at your girl because you're stressed. She snaps back and you're, you're kind of like, you know, you're arguing. Now it's time to make a decision to eat. You're going to eat your chicken and broccoli. Like, no, like it's probably not (laughs) because you didn't even prepare it because you didn't have time because you fucked up everything else. Mm -hmm. These things, they, they take a while to hit you. So next time you have a craving, I would love for you to think about it a little bit more. uh, Think about it a little bit deeper. Think about like, where is that coming from? Like, why, why ask yourself this question? Why do you want to hurt yourself? Why, you know, you ever hear about people like cutting themselves, right? Yeah. You hear that and you're like, wow, that's so horrible. Like, why would anybody want to do that to themselves? This is what you're doing to yourself in a way, in a mm-hmm. sense. I mean, you're sabotaging yourself. You're literally hurting yourself. And in many cases, you're already diabetic. You're already pre-diabetic. You're already up against the wall. You're already up against it. And you're, you still make these mistakes. 
why are you hurting yourself? I mean, you don't have to sit there and get all depressed about it, but I'm, I'm asking you to think about it more. What's it coming from? Somebody fuck with you two days before? Did you not sleep well? Like what, what is the, what's this issue? And let's get the fuck over it. Like, let's make a decision that this isn't going to be you anymore. Like let's, okay. There's a fucking craving, big deal. Everyone has them. We get them every day. Yeah. Have you ever made a decision to not have the, have you ever made a decision against the craving? Have you ever done it once before? If you've done it once before, then we're onto something because that means you can do it again. Yeah. How do we get that to be repeatable? Because as soon as it starts to be repeatable, it'll get easier and easier and easier. And you'll be more excited about saying, fuck that craving. I'm going to go the opposite direction. When you start seeing the scale come down and when people are like, dude, what are you doing different? You look awesome. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. What, how are you doing this? Gain control, figure out a way to gain control over those cravings. Don't just let them hit you and don't just fall victim to them right away. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that you, you mentioned the, the aspect of sleep because, um, especially when doing this diet and I mean, when, when I don't get sleep, um, I noticed that my cravings for the foods that I know I shouldn't be eating is heightened to a level that's hard to not, not like it's, it's not take action on. Like I'll really, I'll be driving home from a podcast and I'll be like, fuck, (laughs) fuck, maybe I should just go get myself some of those Spanish rolls. (laughs) And sometimes I will cave. Right. And why that's when I don't get Spanish roll. Yeah. I'm curious. Ooh, y'all don't know what. Okay. So are they called? Spanish I, I love rolls? that. We do that so um, much. Like we talk about like discipline. Got to eat clean. Don't f- cave in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But check out this Spanish roll. Yeah. So it's from Did this I mentioned place, peanut butter cups. Bad bakers, man. Um, you know what bad bakers is? Sister-in-law made peanut butter balls. Fuck. Again? Yeah. Dude, I couldn't say no. What's going on with her? Yeah. I think they're senior. <laughs> she knows yeah. that I love them. They're She's so killing good. everybody. <laughs> they're, they're called senior reader rolls. And oh my god, I yeah, know you know what, what they are? About. They're these things, man. They're they're those things. <laughs> oh gosh, let me send it to hey Andrew. Now. I'm gonna screenshot send to my, this. Send it to my email. I'll, let me send you a picture, Andrew. Just send it to my email. Yeah. Um, so these things, yeah, they, they are, they are Satan. Can you pull up um, my Instagram, Andrew? I think there might be some uh, recent uh, kind of meat like pictures on there. Yeah, and then yeah. the but yeah, like when you smelly bill. If you're not getting and you're not you're so not on top of your handsome. sleep and getting enough of your sleep, then you're literally setting yourself up for you know failure on this. When failure on any type of diet or any type of good habit you're trying to set up, so you need to make sure you're not getting like four hours of sleep a night. Look at that! That right there is a tomahawk ribeye. Wowie, mm. uh, cooked up on a uh, what's the smoker called? Pit, <laughs> pit, pit boss. Pit boss grill. Pit, yeah, cooked up on a pit boss oh grill. My, my brother cooked it, and I ate it with some chicken. There's a good example. See how much fat's on that thing? That is, <laughs> that is not a Piedmontese certified. That is uh, straight out of straight out of Costco. But it was fucking That's fantastic, great. and I had it with a chicken breast, and it was a great meal. Look at night. those handsome men. Turf and turf. Turf, turf and turf. Turf, turf yeah. and turf. Mm-hmm. Turf talk. Wait, what does that? Okay, so surf because there's surf and turf. Because is... yeah, there's it's uh, seafood and. Whatever land food, land food, ah, yeah, sorry. land food, and land food. Yeah. I don't know okay. what I, what you would call normal food. So it's called but... turf and turf. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks that looks amazing. That's that, that rib roast, right? Yeah, that's a Piedmontese standing rib roast with some uh, crab oh, uh, hollandaise. Like that was like, oh my god! My brother in law, oh. uh, we call him Bacon because <laughs> his name is Andy, and so yeah. we have two Andys in the in the in the household a lot of times. So we'll, we'll call him bacon, but bacon uh, knows how to fucking cook, man. He threw some uh, sage and wow. some thyme and some salt and pepper on there. Is that just the iPhone? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. 
new camera looks so good. That's the old iPhone 12. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, Keeps getting see? butter and butter. Butter. Oh, what else did we put on that steak? There's something else on there, too. There's some sort oh. of... He put some sort of, like, fat on there to make everything stick better. I can't remember if it was, like... What's this one? That's, uh, that's crab. That's, uh, crab that's and... That's crab? Yeah, it's crab and, um, hollandaise. Wow. Fucking unreal. Like, even <laughs> if you don't like seafood, like, you would dig this, because, I mean, it, there was crab, there was a good amount of crab in there, but it's, like, it's, uh, it doesn't, doesn't taste, I don't know, it just adds to the fucking flavor. It's amazing. Mm, this man. <laughs> so jacked. This man can cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see if you go on my IG, you can see like I'm about as lean as I was for my bodybuilding show, minus uh, you know doing fucking ninety minutes of cardio every day. Yeah, um, I, I feel better though too. I feel I feel a little bit bigger. Um, I actually got my biceps to grow, which I'm pretty pumped about because I torn both of them many times. Oh, uh, oh. so I'm starting to have a little bit of a peak to the bicep. So mm-hmm. pretty uh, pretty excited about stuff. Oh yeah, get getting in a little bit better shape all the time. That's a mirror selfie. Your your waist though also seems to be like uh, kind of getting a bit more ching. I know, and that's never happened before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's been the kind of hardest part. Is uh, my body doesn't want to like you know get skinny through the waist from all those years of squats mm-hmm. and stuff. I think you know, mm-hmm. but it's finally happening. But it, it takes you know all this stuff. It just takes a long time. You know, if you're trying to get lean and you're trying to get in good shape, I mean, you really have to just understand that it takes, it takes a long ass time. I mean, I, I, I like to use Encima as like a, a, a reference point a lot because you've always been in great shape since I've known you, but you've gotten in better shape. You know, I think, and I think that you were what, 260, 265 for a little while, right? When you were powerlifting. Yeah. It peaked at 269. And I never really got to see 270. I actually, I think I saw 272. Peaked at 272. Mm. Yeah. And you looked great then. And I didn't recognize you to be anyone that I would consider to be fat by any means. You were fucking big and jacked. But you look better now. Mm. You know, and, and but these things, they, they take time. I, I guess my point here is, is that you weren't like, hey, I'm going to go to two. I'm going to go from 270 down to 240. And I'm going to be diced up because I'm going to take a couple pictures. You know, yeah. or because I'm going to do a show, which you've done bodybuilding shows before. But what you're doing now is like, I'm just going to get in better shape to be in better shape. And I'm going to see what weight is going to be optimal for jujitsu because you could go down lower. Yeah. But you're probably like, I don't really wouldn't feel good. Well, it'll just make you eat less food. Yeah. And well, probably you probably wouldn't feel very strong. Mm-mm. And one of your strengths in jujitsu probably is your strength along, along with your speed and agility and stuff, I'm sure are up there pretty high for your uh, weight class and stuff too. But um, as long as your weight doesn't slow you down or doesn't mess with your conditioning, mm-hmm. there's probably no reason to mess with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I stay around this weight. Cause I feel good at this weight. My strength feels good on the mats feels great. But one, one big thing that has really helped over the years is like all these different diet things that we're talking about, getting used to them, They've now become tools like when I was getting into using some fasting and time restricted eating, they were like there were times that I would do a 16 hour fast every day and I have a timer, blah, blah, blah. Right. But after some time, it then became something where I like, OK, I don't have to fast today. I can fast tomorrow. I can fast for the next two days. And like today I'm eating this. OK, I won't fast today, but it's still something that I use. But now, like you said, all these things give you a level of control. Um, and now I can just. You know, if I notice that I've been eating quite a bit for the past three days, 
okay, I'll just do maybe a 16 hour fast mm-hmm. for the next three days too. And it's, it's like that. It's, it's like clockwork. Same thing with carnivore. Like there'll be days where I don't eat any carbs. It's like a tool. Like if I know I, I ate a little bit more carbs yesterday than I wanted to, all right, let me just not eat carbs for the next two days. It's not something I'm not used to because I did carnivore for a while. Right. So now that you guys are doing world carnivore month, um, you're going to learn a lot and maybe it's something you stick to for a long run, but you know, maybe you end up wanting to do, uh, adding in a little bit of carbs. You're like very like, you know, rice or potatoes. You want to add that in at yeah, some one point. or two meals a day of some carbs. Why not? Exactly. But now like you, you, it's, it's, you now have carnivore as a tool since you've done it before, you know how it feels, you know how to do it. And if you don't want to eat carbs again for a few days or whatever, mm-hmm. boom, it's like that. Right. Joe Rogan's doing it again. I know he um, last year it was pretty cool because he mentioned me and my brother on a show and he's like, hey, I'm doing it. Mark Bell and Chris Bell recommended it to me and I'm I'm going to go in, you know, f- full on this year. And he lost like 12 pounds, I think, in a month, which you got to always keep you got to always keep in mind, like a lot of these people are already in shape. Joe Rogan exercises all the time. Joe Rogan's not fat to begin with. Mm-hmm. He's very, very healthy. And so you got to always keep those things in mind. Your results might not be the same. I mean, he, by the end of the thing, he was, he was pretty fucking lean. You know, he yeah. had some abs and he, he looked great. Um, but those people are going to get results faster because they've been putting in the time for a long time. His diet just wasn't like extremely on point. But as Ansema said, you can always go back. You can always go back to utilizing this as a tool. The people will often say, hey, the diet's not sustainable. I don't really know. I mean, I, we know, we know a handful of people. I mean, literally probably know about five people that we've had on the show that are so disciplined with their food that we can say, Hey, they're on a sustainable diet. The only other people that we know that are on a quote unquote sustainable diet that aren't those five people are people that recognize it's a good idea to shift from diet to diet. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to not always try to be as lean as possible. It's a good idea to just like let it go here and there or to have a, if it fits your macros mentality here and there. Um, Because otherwise, I mean, there's, you're missing out. I mean, you really are. You're missing, you're missing out on some really delicious foods. There's only a couple people in the world, Stan Efforting, O'Hearn, Ron Penna. Like there's a couple people that just, they literally don't care that much. They just want the results uh, from the healthier foods and, they don't really, they don't really stray from that. But something you mentioned in there, I think is really important. And you said it, you didn't say it quite like this, but what I got from what you were saying is you are subtracting food without notice. You're subtracting calories without really recognizing. And I want to kind of point that out for a second, because when we shift over into a carnivore diet, we're getting rid of a macronutrient category. We're getting rid of carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. I've said it a million times. I don't really view carbohydrates as being bad. However, if you're trying to lose body fat, carbohydrates can be an enemy because a lot of times there's carbohydrate. There's a lot of times there's a lot of carbohydrates in a lot of processed foods. The, and a lot of times those processed foods, it's carbohydrates and fat combination mm-hmm. with low amounts of protein that um, it doesn't make us eat more. But it's very encouraging to eat more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chex Mix that you're eating, the uh, the uh, tortilla chips, the uh, nachos, the fries, the you know whatever these things are that you gravitate towards. Um, ice cream is great, but what happens to ice cream when you pull out the fat? It's like you know, it's just 
it's not it's no longer ice cream right no. like it's now now you're getting like into like froyo which isn't bad but it's not fucking ice cream um so when you have fat and sugar together it gets to be really easy to overconsume those things and so on this diet we get rid of that macronutrient category we get rid of mm-hmm. carbohydrates you start to get into you know mainly eating meat and over a period of time your palate changes to where you actually enjoy the savory food over the sweet foods. And yes, those cravings will still come back here and there, but you got to figure out ways of controlling them. And Sima was talking about fasting earlier. And a really important thing to note with fasting is that um, when you come out of your fast, you have to kind of pretend that it didn't happen. So you don't want to eat 125% of your calories because you didn't eat all day. Mm. You would probably like if, if we could just, Let's just say you ate twice at the end of the day. You'd probably want to eat like 90 or 95% of your, if you're trying to lose weight. Just think about that. Think about like, I'm going to have a little bit of calorie restriction. If you want to count calories, I'm going to have a little bit of calorie restriction. I'm going to do it by not eating for the first half of the day. Second half of the day, I'm going to finish the day with two meals. And instead of having 2,500 calories, I'm going to have 2,300 calories. You've broken up over two meals. Like that is such a, you won't recognize that Mm -mm. you'll be hungry during the day, but you'll also probably be occupied. You probably have a job or something. You're probably doing something during the day. Yeah. Maybe even just exercising, whatever you'll barely know. It'll be painful at times. I'm not saying it's not, it's going to be really easy, but does that sound like something that you can do? I mean, it sounds, sounds manageable to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing too, one thing to keep in mind, since we've mentioned fasting quite a few times on this episode, um, and you're, if you're doing fasting in, in accordance with carnivore, you want to make sure that as you're coming out of that fast, don't make the mistake that I've made numerous times where you eat too much food mm. right once you right once you finish fasting because your stomach you hurt your stomach and you might just throw up like you might just feel really nauseous <laughs> that has happened to me once where i just stuffed my face i was like why do i not feel good your stomach needs to be warmed up it's a good idea to maybe maybe have your first meal be a lean protein maybe some some eggs or egg whites or, or just like like some boiled eggs or something um or some bone broth warm the stomach up before eating a mm-hmm. big old meal because if you don't you will regret it. You absolutely will regret it. The other thing to keep in mind, I know people, um, they have a lot of questions when it comes to carbs and they have a lot of questions when it comes to getting the gains in the gym and having good performance in the gym. Carbohydrates can be massively beneficial, but for, I think, especially in, in Seema and I, what we have found is that a small amount can go a really, really long way. And when, sometimes I think when we say a small amount, maybe you don't know what we're talking about, but I have noticed as little as like 30 grams of carbs to be pretty effective. I would say on average during the last maybe two months or so, I've probably been eating like 50 to 75 carbs a day. Maybe there's a couple of days in there where I had sushi and it went up to 200 or 225 or something like that. Don't you use Vitargo? Yeah. 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 Some, yeah during the workout. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I use a intra-workout carbohydrate. Um, but just a, a small amount of carbohydrates can really make a big difference. I think that when you're eating a large amount of carbohydrates, uh, maybe your body gets kind of desensitized to it at a certain point to where it's just like maybe it doesn't have the same exact impact. Because I notice now that when I do bring the carbs in, I, you know, I kind of feel them and I kind of start to understand when somebody's like, 
oh man, like I, <laughs> I didn't have an opportunity to eat my carbs today. Mm-hmm. I don't have the same pump. I'm not going to have the same workout. I kind of hate that excuse, but I, it's a little bit more understandable for me now that I removed so much carbohydrate because now if I do implement any of them, it represents a large percentage of carbohydrates uh, for my diet. You know, I think, so, so how do you feel about, um, cause you brought up a really good point there for, for those of you that are like bodybuilders and maybe you're really focused on that feeling and you may, let's say that you're doing this and you're not getting that feeling as much. How, how do you feel about people just maybe using carbs in a shake? pre like mm-hmm. pre and intra workout while doing this. I know it's not, it's not carnivore necessarily, mm-hmm. but maybe it'll help with that aspect. Yeah. How, how do, what it, do you think about that? I think that would be fine. I mean, especially if someone has kind of a mental hang up and they're like, I'm going to try this diet, but I'm going to slightly modify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that would, I think that would work. I think that would work great. You know, have some aminos and some carbohydrates like either during your workout or even getting a little post-workout carbohydrate. Again, one of the main reasons to uh, jump on this bandwagon of the carnivore challenge in January. Yes. It would be cool if you could uh, adhere to the whole entire thing. Yeah. But we also understand that each person has different goals. We also understand that uh, compliance is the science. So if you can't actually follow it, then you're going to feel bad. And that's why I'm trying to say, Hey, look, let's open up the playbook a little bit. So that way you don't feel like you're violating some fucking code and that you're going to be kicked off of some team because you ate some asparagus, you know, mm-hmm. or because you ate a little bit of rice after your workout because you wanted to feel you wanted to kind of replenish after your workout. So I think a little bit of carbohydrates, I think, uh, can be really beneficial. Just one more note on the whole carb thing is you got to keep in mind. We don't necessarily need dietary carbohydrates and the word need as lane norton points out many times it's like well well, what do you mean by need and so that word becomes really important in in accordance to your goals in accordance to somebody who is uh looking to lose body fat in accordance to somebody who's trying to gain control over their diet Mm -hmm. i personally feel that getting rid of carbohydrates is an amazing practice um i don't think that everyone has to do it to lose weight but I think it's a good practice for a lot of people. And so this diet will give you that practice. We don't need dietary carbohydrates. Your body uh, will make carbohydrates um, off of amino acids and things like that. If, if it needs it, it will turn it into glucose in the body and your brain will be fine and you'll get ketones and all kinds of other things will happen. So you don't have to really worry about dietary carbohydrates, which is weird because there's a recommended daily allowance of carbohydrates. <laughs> yeah. But there's not for protein for some reason. <laughs> Don't make no sense. That makes no fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense. Look, and, and you know, I, I, oh. I think if every person could just grab a hold of like just prioritizing protein, you know, I mentioned earlier, like if you could just, if all you got from this is that you ate protein three or four times a day, 30 to 50 grams per meal. I mean, that would be huge because I, I'm a firm believer that. If your percentage of protein went from 12%, which is the average American, to like 24% or 20%, that you would lose a significant amount of body fat over a period of time. I don't really, I can't really say exactly what that would be, but I think every single person would lose weight uh, based off of that. Having a higher percentage of their uh, calories come from eating more protein and even just everyone trying to shoot for that one gram per pound. There's so many people that probably aren't anywhere near it. A lot of people are probably eating, you know, getting through a day, eating 50 grams of protein. Yeah. 
which just isn't really enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, I, I, I see this as a, as a pretty big hurdle for people who are just going to try carnivore for the first time. Um, and then, I mean, it, this, this um, topic hit my head when you're talking about eating, you know, hero bars. Like mm-hmm. we think they're insane, but you give them to someone else, they're probably not going to think that they're as good as a Snickers bar. Uh, so people are always going to kind of think that you're weird for your fitness and your diet anyways. But when you are around somebody who doesn't pay attention to their diet and they see you're only eating meat, they're going to think it's weird and they're going to be like, there's no way that's healthy. So what's some ammo you can give people that are going to be doing this, that are going to be around other people that are not following basically any type of diet. (laughs) You don't think that's healthy. Uh, I honestly wouldn't even bother. What I'd probably do is I'd send them like some information Mm. and say, check it out. If check it out and let me know what you think. This is why I think it's healthy because no matter what you really say to somebody uh, trying to defend a diet that you eat a lot of meat with because of the things that you hear from people like Dr. Oz, because of the things that you hear from very popular people in media, it's like there is a stigma against eating quite a bit of meat and they'll say, oh, yeah, there's studies to show that that causes cancer, this and that y- you can't dispute it. I would just personally send them information. But do you, yeah. you have a better yeah, I think one of the things is regulating your body weight is is a really critical factor with your health. And let's, I mean, I, I forget what percentage of Americans are obese now, but I think it's like 60%. That's a lot. Um, our diets are so out of whack that girls are having their periods at like eight or nine years old and, and even earlier, I think. Like, yeah, and uh, boys aren't hitting puberty till like... 15 16 yeah, i i see a lot of young boys out there with boobs you know like I, I, there's a lot of shit lot. going on it's sad it sucks there's a lot of a lot of uh children that are growing up to be you know very heavy so if we can if we can figure out a way to control our body weight uh m- many times when somebody can control their body weight and many times when somebody can have a decent amount of muscle mass on their body they're not going to have a lot of the same issues that someone as someone that's obese, you could still have diabetes. There's a bunch of other things that you could still have, but the likelihood is reduced greatly. Mm-hmm. So anything that you can do to help regulate your body weight, to help uh, decrease your body weight if you're heavy, or even help to just stay the same body weight for a long period of time and maintain that healthy physique or healthy body is going to be of massive benefit. When I just said earlier about most people not eating enough protein, I should uh, be a little more specific with that because I don't think that everyone actually really, quote unquote, needs one gram per pound of body weight. I think it's overkill, really. However, what the fuck else are we going to eat? You, know, you got to fill yourself up with something and I don't want people to be hungry. And I think the major problem with people in this country is that they're, they're really hungry you're fucking hungry anyway, and you have cravings, and you're fat. You're hungry, you have cravings, and you're fat. <laughs> I'm saying that repeatedly because it doesn't make any sense. You would figure that if you, were, if you had a lot of cravings, that apparently it looks like you satisfied those needs many times over. Like, how many times have, <laughs> how many times have you accomplished this? You know, you've done this, Right. But it doesn't work yeah. that way. It's like your, bo- your body wants more of that. It's like mm-hmm. not enough. It's not enough to be 10 pounds overweight or 20 pounds overweight. And 
it cascades and builds on itself. And it's, it's a really vicious cycle. How do we figure out a way to break that cycle? Well, it's my belief that we do so with protein. You might also do it with some fiber. So that might be something you add in at some other time when it's not World Carnivore Month. Um, but protein is going to be something that will satiate you, help keep you full. Mm. The biggest problem that people that are obese face is the fact that they are over-consuming macronutrients and they are malnourished when it comes to micronutrients. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Because it's like, man, a lot of people are overeating. A lot of people are eating like 5,000 calories a day. You're telling me they don't have the right mixture of uh, micronutrients. It's like, no, not when you're, not when you're eating cheese whiz and whatever the fuck else you're eating. You're like it's hella soda. Yeah. Right. Like Straight there's sugar. Yeah. There's, there's nothing in there. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we're being sold at the grocery store, like 80% of it is garbage or maybe even more walking down those middle aisles and seeing the little heart on there and seeing that this thing has fucking vitamin C in it. The health juices. Oh my God. It's got <laughs> oh, vitamin C, but it has like 60 grams of sugar in it. And you're like, yeah, the fuck's a vitamin C can't do shit to that 60 grams of sugar you know <laughs> so anything uh, you can do to help regulate your body weight so any anyone that's gonna you know a family member that's gonna say hey man I, I really don't think that's that's good you could say hey look man like I'm just gonna be really honest with you I'm 80 pounds overweight I'm not happy about it and I'll do anything to get rid of this so I'm gonna give this a shot and it'd be cool if you supported me. But if you want to see me stay fat and unhealthy, then uh, keep being negative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there any, um, cause you know, like, like for me, like I was counting calories, uh, the thought of just letting go and just eating, you know, fatty steaks, lean steaks, and just all kinds of different meats. Is there any, um, I don't know, like if you want to lean out a little bit faster, a little bit harder, to really sh stick to the, you know, chickens, the flat iron steaks. Um, yeah. Is that, do you find any benefit in that or should you just, you know, try to stick with what's uh, sustainable? It, it'll be beneficial, but again, fatigue makes cowards of us all. So if you are, if you are three or four days into it and you're like, Oh man, like, yeah, this is feeling a little rough. Might have to bring that fat back in there. Um, uh, the way that I have always kind of solved that, problem is I, I normally once a day will have uh like some sort of really lean meat and then at least once a day i try to actually have like a fattier piece of meat and that normally works out to be fine and then whatever else i get in seems to that just seems to work well for me so um i think the you know the main thing is just that you're you're getting used to the food you know we said so many times on the show but get used to the food i wouldn't really worry too much about counting calories and uh, after about two weeks, if you're like, hey, I, you know, I haven't really only lost like two pounds or something like that, tighten it up a little bit. See what you can do. Maybe fast a little bit longer, mm -hmm. you know, maybe add in some cardio or, you know, try something, try something a little different out. And, you know, one thing about stuff like this is um, people don't realize, but you tend to eat a lot of like similar things over time. Like maybe like, yeah, you'll add in different meats. Uh, but not every day is going to be different. There's going to be a lot of these same meals that you have. So, so like you mentioned, you could pay attention and see like, oh, I'm eating, you know, three ribeyes and, you know, 10 whole eggs every single day. Maybe I'll bump that down to two ribeyes and five or like take some fat out of mm -hmm. here or there. Um, I think that's a great idea. One thing that I think might be beneficial for some people in terms of like, you know, just learning their intake isn't 
to necessarily have a calorie goal and trying to hit that calorie goal, trying to hit fats or whatever. But something that might might be helpful is eat what you want to eat, you know, eat what you want to eat in terms of this carnivore diet, but maybe have a log, write down what those foods are. Or even if you want to take it a step further, just just don't don't take anything out, but just track it. So that maybe you, you have a rough idea where your food is. Um, so that number one, you're, you're, you're building that skill of tracking. You're seeing, you're building that skill of like kind of seeing what's in the food you're eating. But then later, if you want to get a little bit more specific on your intake, you can see how, how much, you know, on average, how much fats is in the food you're eating. And you can kind of take out 50 fats or a hundred fats, mm-hmm. even though it's not going to be exact. You'll have that skill of doing that. Like, be, be like, when I work with somebody that's never tracked before, I don't give them a calorie goal. I'll just say, eat the same things you've been eating. Just track it. Just so you can see maybe this is how much you've been eating. And some people are surprised. Some people are like, holy shit, I've been eating 220 grams of fat each day. How have I been doing that? You'd be shocked at how much fat is in uh, meat sometimes, you know, beef. Like sometimes it's, you know, one to one ratio. Uh, and you're like, wow, I didn't know that I had 50 grams of fat in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it might, it might be helpful. I don't think that you guys like, especially if you're new to this, I don't think you should try to, I have 2,500 calories. I need to hit I Don't, don't, don't do any of that. Don't make it complicated, but maybe just try what two days or three days a week, just tracking your food. It doesn't have to be every single day either, but just, just to give you an idea. I think it's a good learning process. Maybe make it, try to make it fun. Like and seem is saying, like you're going to eat similar foods every day. See if you can figure out a way to try to eat something a little different every day. Mm. Just something a little different, like maybe maybe switching the flavor of the bone broth that you have, or maybe instead of bacon, you have sausage. Maybe instead of sausage links, maybe you have sausage patties. Like, yeah. see if you can, like, that might, you know, buy a bunch of stuff, stick it in your freezer, mm. and be like, oh, man, pull this sausage. All right, well, I'll, I'll try that. Or, you know, you just keep trying different mm-hmm. things. Uh, that way you... um you, maybe you can be excited each day. Like, oh, I'll get an opportunity to eat this one today or I'm going to defrost this one today. Yeah, I would um, I would have different days where my first meal would be a lot bigger and then my like lunch meal would be a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and I would kind of like rotate those. So like one day I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait because tomorrow I'm going to have a big old breakfast. Yeah. Meaning a little bit more oatmeal. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so it'd be, it's, but it was something, you know, it's what I needed. Yeah. Um, but other than the horrible diarrhea, um, my biggest struggle with carnivore diet is, it's going to sound weird, but it's meal prepping. Um, when I'm mixing in a lot of carbs and stuff, so mm-hmm. Monster Mash, super easy, right? Heats yeah. well, tastes great. Um, any of the various like random, you know, high carb uh, meals that I put together, mm-hmm. they, they reheat well, they taste great. With meat only... Um, you know, reheating steak doesn't taste very good. And to me, it doesn't taste very good. Mm-hmm. Having a cold actually tastes a little bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. Cold hamburger patties taste pretty good. Get out of here. You get out Disgusting, of here. Disgusting. It's not bad. Vile human being. But that's what I mean is like, in my opinion, that tastes a, almost as good or the same as yeah. reheating it. Okay. Okay. But it does not taste anywhere near as good as it does the day before when you cook it. So what are some like meal prep ideas for people and people, I mean me, um, that we can utilize if we are going to go all in on carnivore? I do. I do think a steak. um, Yes. A steak is a lot better 
then like a ground beef can be can be really weird mm -hmm. to reheat. But if you leave it in a patty form, it's not that bad to reheat. Mm -hmm. Microwaving stuff, uh, yeah, microwaving stuff sometimes isn't great. Like I, I'd rather reheat a lot of stuff in a pan. I mean, sometimes just out of convenience, you stick it in the microwave way faster and easier, makes like less of a mess or whatever. But um, there's, there's a bunch of options. One one option is, and this wouldn't be a great option for you but it would be a great option for many other people is just only eat when you're home. Like only eat when you can like actually just cook it. Yeah. That's what I, do. you know, and, and if you have the, if you have, if you have something that's left over from the night before, well now when you get home, you can reheat it and maybe you can do a little bit of what I do. Maybe you can kind of double dinner it. You get home, maybe you had a couple ounces of steak left over from the night before, uh, reheat that. And as you're thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner, you know, you're, you're munching on that or whatever, but, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's definitely one option. Um, the other option might be like to try to find some beef jerky and try to find like a little bit of snacky stuff just to get you through your work day and just to get you home so that you can kind of cook your meals. But you just got to probably find each person's palate's going to be different. You're saying you like cold hamburgers. He's flipping out over here. <laughs> <laughs> and so each person's going to be, uh, each person's going to be uh, different on that, on that front. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I've utilized like um, the Costco hard boiled eggs a lot. Oh yeah. You know, those are really good. And then just the whole idea of like, wait, having whole eggs and going nuts on that, like not worrying about the fat content. Like that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Like what? I don't have to have nothing but egg whites. Hard boiled, yeah. <laughs> hard, hard boiled eggs. Um, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not the most amazing meal ever, but, mm -hmm. uh, it can get you through the day. Another thing you can do, which would be really great is to, uh, just bring some cheese with you and whatever, if you have steak or hamburger, you know, chop it up a little bit and dump some cheese on top of it. Oh, okay, yeah. And now you have, you know, it's going to taste fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, it's going to go down pretty good. If there's like a condiment or something you can use, like uh, bodybuilders use mustard on everything, but <laughs> whatever, whatever you could use that's not going to, you know, add a, a bunch of uh, bullshit to the, to the mix. But the cheese thing works really well. So you might want to give that a shot. Yeah. Cheese is amazing. Um, get an air fryer. Uh, and I'm saying this because I feel like with a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially if you're younger, it'll speed up your cooking times. Um, you know, you don't have to set up the oven and do a bunch of not just, you put it in the air fryer, set it, go do whatever you need to do. That's why I don't meal prep anything. Like maybe when I'll cook up a bunch of ground beef, there'll be some ground beef for the next day, but I don't have food waiting for me, but my meals take me maybe 15 to mm -hmm. sometimes 10 to 20 minutes to fully prepare. I'm all good. Like I'll stick it in the air fryer. I'll be there frying up my eggs while it's cooking in the air fryer. Everything's done by the time, you know, I'm ready to eat. Boom. It's in. I think you can keep food warm too. Can't you? Oh yeah. You, so like you, you can put stuff in like a thermos. I think Andrew, like you could have something kind of hot at home. And I think like, if it's just for the day, like as long as you're not going like a couple days, mm -hmm. I think like I know efforting was doing that for a while. He'd take those little thermos things and he'd mm -hmm. put like his monster mash in there. I know it's got like rice in it, but I, I've never tried it uh, with just meat, but you might be able to just, uh, you know, have meat and like, it sounds disgusting, but you might have, to have meat and some bone broth in like a thermos. Mm -hmm. It might stay hot. And when you get here, it's still warm. It's still yeah. hot. Yeah. No, I, I did that when we, um, uh, when I competed in the ST classic, I was pretty like I looked forward to having the thermos full of monster mash and it was, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really good and stayed hot. Nice. Yeah. I might be able to try something like that. Um, I don't know, maybe, um, bringing in an air fryer. I think that would help yeah. a ton. Oh yeah. 
and, and there's also I haven't even used I haven't used it yet. I should um, I should get a hang of it this month. But the instant pot, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I I, I hear great things though. Yeah, like you can take like a chicken breast from frozen to cooked in like a couple minutes or something. That you can stick some bone broth in it, and um, you can like have a steak there and you can like if you leave in the morning and you're coming back you can like put it in there and by the time you get back home it's like cooked and it's like you know cut into it it's like butter mm-hmm. um i just haven't used mine but it's it's a the instant pot is also another great thing if you uh you know you don't want to spend too much time in the kitchen you just want to have something ready for when you mm-hmm. get back but doesn't you know it's a warm-up cold steak that's another good idea yeah, yeah. So. just ordered an air fryer it's on its its way sick there you go and uh that and uh the ninja foodie i know boar has been talking about that for a while Uh, it's just like a a, it's an air fryer on steroids oh yeah yeah ninja makes some crazy shit the ninja Mm -hmm. blender the ninja ninja blender i think they have another ninja something that just came out more recently that i was like they have like a they have like a it just looks like a big square toaster oven Mm -hmm. that one's like good for cooking up like a a whole like dish of food Mm. and you just throw it all in there like a old school vcr (laughs) and it just cooks everything let's not forget about the old crock pot too you can crock pot some meat damn that's Mm -hmm. um throw throw some meat in a crock pot and just let it sit there for for a while and i mean it could sit on your counter for a few (laughs) days as long as it's as long as it's staying hot yeah um you have like i mean i've had it sit there for two three days and didn't have there's no no problem if you if you don't if you don't have it on a hot enough setting uh, it will build bacteria and it will get like get, it will get gross. So you can't do it that way. But you got to keep it at a certain temperature and everything's all good to go. And you just have meat just sitting there at mm-hmm. all at all times. What I like about the crock pot and very similar to like the air fryer is you can throw mm. you know throw some meat in there and it's almost foolproof. Is that a foreman? Ooh. That's the Ninja Foodie. Mm. It's like a massive. Old, is that the like the, air fryer? Is that the XL Deluxe or whatever looks version? Like an, looks like an XL. Yeah, that thing is fat. Yeah, it's, it's thick. It's like a utility device. You can yeah. like air fry. You can instant pot. You, you can, can do cook yeah. rice in it. That's why it's a foodie. That's pretty. Am- and it even that's does, amazing. It even does your taxes. Oh wow! <laughs> hire that. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, dope. right? Yeah, pretty good stuff. I don't know, man. I'm, yeah, every time uh, the the idea of the corn cornivore. I say that a lot too. Carnivore diet comes around, especially coronavirus diet. Coronavore diet. That carnivore diet. Yeah. Uh, Congo diet. I always say like <laughs> I don't. I don't want to shit my pants this year. But then we start talking about it, and I'm like, mm, it does sound like fun. Yeah. Just because I you, you know, do want to shit your pants this year. You do. Yeah. Join us if you haven't shit your pants in a while. I guess it's time, right? Yeah. I've been I've been holding it for quite some time. I got Maybe close. 20. I'm getting ready. I'm brewing a brewing a mean one. Mm-hmm. Why did we go here again? That's where we always end up. Yeah, we don't have a good show. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great show. We have a great show. <laughs> yeah, tell all, tell all your friends this show sucks. <laughs> Start the conversation. Like you know that Power Project show, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it fucking sucks." And I'll be like, "Oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I think man. in uh closing this up, like it does help a lot to be able to cook, um, to be able to learn like how you like your meals, but mm-hmm. you don't need to like none of us really like know how to cook. Like I don't you never had any formal training in no. cooking or anything God, and, no. and you never had I never had 
I never learned anything about like cooking except for from some people that we've had on the show that given us some tips or, or Piedmontese people, um, you know, giving us some instructions on how to cook certain things. Uh, but you just need to, you'll learn over time because you want the meals to taste good. Mm. And if you're trying to eat healthy, I think the first thing that people are turned off by is they think that they have to eat things that they don't like. And I would say like it happens to me maybe like once a week where I eat something where I'm like, I could have gone without eating that. Like that wasn't very good. Yeah. It happens every once in a while, but for the most part, like everything's on point. I normally cook stuff pretty good. Every once in a while, like overdo my eggs or be frustrated with that or something like that. But for the most part, I enjoy the fuck out of every meal that I have. And so uh, I think that if you guys can figure out how can you enjoy every meal that you're having, whether it's you're cooking with your spouse or you cook for yourself or however you can manage it, you have your mom cook for you or whatever, (laughs) however you can figure it out, you know, work on figuring it out, look stuff up. There's a lot of great information on YouTube. There's a lot of books out there that you can uh, learn from. And, you know, I, I, a lot of, you know, meat that comes out of the oven is fucking amazing. Mm. I don't think people use their oven enough. Like, there's a reason why you have one. None of us are going to really use an oven. We're too lazy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can, you can, you can use an oven and you can cook stuff really, really well, or you can start stuff in the oven and then you can finish it off on, on a grill or vice versa. And yeah, it does take a little bit more time, but it could be fun. You could smoke the meat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things you can do. And then the meat, or you can uh, put it in a sous vide, like, fuck, man, that, mm. the sous vide is amazing. And then when you, when you finish that thing, um, you know, on a grill or pan or however you, you finish it off, it, it's so fucking good. And it's so simple. A sous vide uh, thing sounds fancy, but I think it's like a hundred bucks. Like it's not astronomically overpriced or anything. Simple way to cook up food. So learn how to cook your shit so that way uh staying on the diet is a lot easier yeah yeah and then if you you use the oven then you can cook more than you know just one steak or one thing one meal Mm. you can kind of like i said get that meal prep in yep there we go good i think we're good to go take us on oh yeah all right thank you everybody for checking out today's episode especially everybody on the live stream uh we had a shit ton of people today it was freaking awesome Uh, use this to hold it in uh uh-oh yeah, insert that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! People on the audio side really need to check out YouTube. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, sound God. effects. Please chip in and uh, send send us some money for Insema's uh, butt plug. <laughs> oh no did yeah, you i'm so sorry we gotta get out of here all right real quick uh piedmontese thank you so much for sponsoring today's episode uh world carnivore month is upon us so if you guys want in my opinion to uh have the best experience do so with piedmontese beef uh promo code is power project that'll save you 25 percent off your order and if your order is 99 dollars or more you get free two-day shipping link in the descriptions down below uh please make sure you follow the podcast at mark bell's power project on instagram at mb power project on twitter uh newsletter just went out it's fucking awesome what? getting great response oh. thus far so thank you everybody that has subscribed if you have not done so uh again links down in the description my instagram is at i am andrew z and you can hit me up on twitter as well at the same um handle at i am andrew z and sima where you at and sima yin yang on instagram youtube at sima yin yang on twitter uh, mark dude what's this newsletter that you dropped oh dude it's 
dope. Like there's the exclusive content on there yep, for people? Yep, exclusive stuff. No. Yep. You can't get it anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Cray cray. It's, it's our... Is the same I'm going to share how he got his arms to be so big on there? That could be coming up next. I'll share. He won't. No, I won't. Come on, can you? Secret. Okay, well, can you do I'm it for the... I'm he shits himself on air is what I'm hoping. So let's just keep talking. <laughs> Yo, you're evil. I know. <laughs> you know how freaking tight my ass is right now? So, Mark, do you remember your 10th birthday? <laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> Fuck both of is you. Is it your turn to go or is it my turn? Uh, it's your it's turn. Out. Are you sure? I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later. <laughs> Better hurry up. I know. Just... <laughs>